God bless everyone in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. And what a fantastic fellowship. And God is really working in all of us. And he's inspiring us. He's encouraging us. And God's a God of encouragement. He's the God of hope. He's the God of expectation. We can expect with pleasure the great things that he said that we can have and who we are. We can become those things in our daily living as we set our minds on things above, having that set mind, that focus. And it really does take a focus. And Carl Morton was sharing about King David. And the scriptures say that he was a man after God's heart. Yeah, he made many mistakes, believe me. And he made some major ones. But like his heart was after God, you know, because God had called him. God knew knew him before the foundations of the world. And like he knows us. And he's got the perfect plan. He has a plan. And he has a future and he has a hope for you and an expected end. Like your end is going to be better than your beginning. And coming up to that, everything leading up to that, God is going to bless you as you keep him first. He really wants you to have joy and rejoicing and happiness. He wants you to do the things with joy. He makes everything exciting for us. So speaking in tongues, you know, I go back to that. That speaking in tongues is just so powerful. Now, obviously, we all knew about speaking in tongues. I knew about speaking in tongues. I was kind of doing it five minutes here, two minutes there, forgetting about it. And then until I had that conversation with Sanger, and he just mentioned a little bit about, he said, like, you know, this heavenly language, you know, it, angels understand that, and they go to work from that too. God sends them to work from that. God's directing those things. And that's taking care of the spiritual aspect. And then I was thinking, yeah, and on the carnal aspect is our words what we're saying what we're declaring you know god calls those things which are not as though they were like elijah he said let fire come down from heaven what did god said light be you know light be he spoke those things so we got great authority and we realized the person that we are now with the christ in us we are very powerful in fact you're very very extraordinary now the circumstances our paradigms the things be that happened to us beforehand would always tell us different. No, you're just this person. You're, you know, you're deluded. I've had people call me deluded and everything, you know, but the fruit always speaks because if your heart is after God, then he's going to give you the desires of your heart. If you delight yourself in, like it says in Psalms in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. God wants you to put him first for the bet for your own benefit for your own blessings, for your direction, for your purpose, for the goals and plans that he has for all of you. Because all of us have got Christ in us. We are as he is in this world. All of us have a ministry, and it's called Word and Ministry of Reconciliation. How that plays out depends upon you seeking God for his direction in your life. So God's got a great plan for you. It doesn't matter if you've been doing this for 50, 70, 80, 90, or 100 years. You could be doing it for one month, two months, three months. You can move really quickly because you've got a different vehicle in you now. It's just engaging our minds to who we are and what God says we are. When we receive this word gladly, and that's with pleasure. When you look at those two words, you know, they gladly receive. It's to receive the words with pleasure. If I'm bow breathing you, saying you need to do this and you need to do that, and it's a heavy burden on you type of thing, you're not going to receive those words gladly. But the words I'm speaking now is that God's got great things for you. God says, you come to me. You ask me. I will do for you. I am a God of faith. I'm a faith God. I need you to believe me, not your circumstances, 
not your feelings or your emotions, even though feelings and emotions are an important factor in our life. And, you know, for an example, when we lose someone, we grieve, you know, there's an outlet for grieving. There's an outlet to overcome things. And God is working in our hearts with those things. And, um, but he doesn't want us to sorrow like those that have no hope in this world. He doesn't want us to be so down about it that we've lost someone. Because why? Because Christ is going to gather the church. There's two parts of this gathering. There's the, when we're gathered together, that's one part. And then the second part is when we come back with Christ to rule and reign with him. And uh, so we got a great hope. You know, we don't have to sorrow like others that have no hope. Who Who has no hope? Those that don't know these wonderful truths that God has revealed in the scripture and is working in his people today to declare and to make known. But we don't have to focus on the negative aspects. Our carnal mind tends to focus on the negative aspects of things in life when something is said. Like if we bring it back down to the, the simplicity of everything, Jesus said, come unto me, all you that are late labor and heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. He said, look, what I give you in comparison to what the world gives you is light. In fact, actually, I do the work. All you've got to do is stay with me. All you've got to do is focus on the Heavenly Father. Stay with me. Stay with God. And And how do we stay with God? We stay doing the things that God is encouraging us to do. What God gives us to do is always profitable and beneficial. There's always going to be a profit in everything that God encourages us to do. Look at the benefits of the speaking in tongues. You know, there's many wonderful benefits recorded in the scripture of what it does. And I bet there's a lot more too. And um, obviously God revealed these things to Paul. And I like the definition that I did learn many years ago where it says that the manifestation of speaking in tongues is your operation of the God-given ability whereby you may speak in tongues. So we got the spirit, but we got to operate it. We decide that I'm going to speak in tongues. And as we decide that God is energizing it, as we stay doing it, like I experienced, when God just showed me one hour speaking in tongues, he led me to that one hour. Because I put the clock on, I was going to just speak in tongues, and I looked, and I thought I'd done an hour, it was only 10 minutes. <laughs> and then I realized, let's get to the next 10 minutes, let's get to the next 10 minutes. I was practicing, and as I got to that one hour, God told me to take a screenshot. He told me to put the timer on, I timed it, took a screenshot of it, and then I'd, I'd kind of left it like that until God showed me to send it to a few people. And I didn't realize this was going to inspire other people to do exactly the same and then God just put in my heart, like, one hour. Give me one hour of this every day. And I thought, yeah, you think there's 365 days in the year. Just alone with that one focused hour specifically for that, even though we do it through the day as well, or the evening as well, that's 365 hours of speaking in tongues in a year just on that one focused hour. Who's going to benefit from doing that? Me. Mean, you know, you're not going to benefit. You might benefit from that as God directs it, but I'm going to profit first. So God will always profit you first when you follow the encouragement. I've been sharing recently about having a humble heart. I shared in the Bristol Leaders meeting with the guys here. Look, when we come onto a Zoom fellowship, we all want to share something, right? We've all got something to say, and the point is, we should prepare our hearts to come and receive. What is God speaking? 
If you put that first, Father, you know, I come to you, I'm going to come with a humble heart to hear what you've got to say through the people that you are energizing and working in. in. And then we receive those things to heart. If you come with a heart to receive, I'm telling you, you're going to have something to give. And not only that, but you're going to benefit. Now, lots of people are sharing on here. It's not that you've got to take the whole message. It's what's the sum and substance of what God is sharing through this meeting. And so if we're focused on what we're going to say next, you're going to miss, you're going to like look at the moon and miss the stars. God wants you to see the moon and the stars. So when we come humbly to receive, what is God saying? What is going to benefit me as an individual? So then I can practice that and I can show forth the fruits of that. And then I can encourage that with full conviction. Because once you know something is from God, once he's established something in your heart, no one's ever going to shout you down. You will never have to back down on those things because you've proven it to yourself. You've proven what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So God gives you great boldness. He builds your confidence to the point that you never back down. You never second guess. And I've just seen this in the people that I've been working with. And the work, they really do come with a humble heart ready to receive. And they're not, they're not looking at me. They're listening to the words. They're listening to what God is saying. And so they take it on board. And it may not play out immediately with them, but God will bring those things to their mind. And then they start to get an understanding. Oh, I need to do this. This is very beneficial for me. This is profiting me. See, you coming on here isn't going to profit me. It, it will in the sense of the fellowship. But what are you receiving to take away with you? The joy, the peace of the fellowship. You know, we always feel energized after a great fellowship when we hear wonderful sharings. We may have had a tough day, a tough week, may, different things may have been going on. But we come here to receive. God wants you to really receive what is being said. He wants you. It's like getting in the bath. You know, you get in the bath, it's a nice bubble bath, and you're relaxing. You know, your muscles are relaxing, and it's so cool, it's so lovely, and then your thoughts come together. So when we come like that to receive, wherever we're going, whether it's the Zoom Fellowship, whether it's the Leaders Meeting, whether it's a Bristol Leaders Meeting, whether it's a one-on-one. So when I do the one-on-ones, I always prepare my heart to receive what someone is saying. And I don't know what I'm going to answer them. And it reminded me of Habakkuk. He said, I will set me upon my watch tower to see what he will say to me when I'm reproved, right? So Habakkuk set his heart to receive from God. And when God spoke to him, he said, look, you know, write this down. This vision, what I've given you, this revelation, the word vision is revelation. In Habakkuk 2, 2, Habakkuk 2, 1 and 2, he said, write the vision, write the revelation down. Make it plain that he that readeth me run to do it. Who was going to read it? He was. And then it was a reminder to him to do those things, right? And so there's wonderful things, wonderful practices that we can put into practical application in our life that will benefit us. I was never a person for a pad or a pen. Never, you would never see me with a pad or a pen. I had no interest in note taking notes. I had no interest in writing down unless I was doing a class, right? That's the only time I had a pen and a pad. And then I would never read them. But I write things down. I make it plain. I write my goals down. I write my visions down. I write my desires down. I write who calls me uh, on a daily basis, whether it was a text, a message, or an audio. And it gives me a pattern of something. It's showing me heart. It's showing me the work that God's doing. Because I'm a type of person, I could take 20 calls 
a day, and then I think I haven't done nothing for God if I didn't record it. So God just put this little bit of wisdom in my heart. So if you lack wisdom in any area of your life, you can ask God. Becky was saying that, go to God. You know, just go to God. Our first port of call is God first. Jason's saying it. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the things that you desire and need in your life will be added unto you. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Can't you see what God is saying through those little verses of scripture? And there's many more. He wants to be first. And then the things that you need, he will not only bless you with what you need, but he give you way and above and beyond. And he'll make it easy for you. There's nothing burdensome that comes from God. You know, the world has already put burdens on people. It's already weighed down people in their thoughts and their minds and their activities and money and bills and paying for this and paying for that and putting the squeeze on people. But God doesn't do that. God alleviates these things. God gives you his wisdom so that you can receive the things that he wants you to have. He wants to sustain you. He wants you to have your basic needs met. He wants you to have an abundance. And the reason why is he wants you to get to a place where you're a giver, where you're a blesser. And he's blessed us to be a blessing. So when we take care of the things that God has given us through the stewardship of the things God's given us, then we can really maximize everything God's given us. We'll have plenty to give, not only in finances, but in material things, in our time, in our energy. If we get so crowded down with so much going on in activities, it crowds God out. Satan loves to do that. He's working trying to get you off that, off the focus. So we are the ones that are in control in our life, you know. It's the pulling down of strongholds. God's given us the power to pull down strongholds. What are the strongholds of negativity in your life? What are the things that have really stayed there that you haven't broke yet? Then all you need to simply do is ask God to show you. Here, show you. And say, God, now you release me because I'm free. You know, you set me free. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. So God wants you to go to him. Like, pray about these different areas of strongholds in your life, the things that you know in your heart that you haven't told anybody else that holds you back a little bit, but you just don't think you can overcome it. Well, God has set you free so you can overcome it. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And so all God is saying, look, you know, you come to me. You receive my words gladly. Receive them to your heart. Receive them with pleasure. Receive them as the blueprint for life and living. Because if you put and execute what I give you to do, I am going to bless you. I am going to make you the head in every situation. I will cause all my grace to abound in every area of your life. You know, God wants you to have favor in every area of your life. And when we put him first, his favor can come. Like, for an example, when we practice and execute what God is showing us to do in the practice of what is written, and what he's directing our hearts to do, then we start to manifest the blessings. And I realized through the speaking in tongues, uh, when God showed me that, um, just through a few little words Sangate was saying to me, and it played out in the following week, right? And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I went to India. Um, God had to work with me for about four years to get me humble. But I still wasn't ready to receive even after two years. You know? He had to get me to that point of ready to receive. And when I got to India, I was eating everything up. Everything that Raj Sutton, who I was with, 
everything he was saying, I was listening intently. Tell me more, tell me more, feed me. You know, can you remember that film with the big plant? Feed me. <laughs> that was me. I was like, feed me, Henry, or whatever it was. Anyway, so the point was, I was eating everything up. I was ready to receive, and I was hungry. Then I got to get be with Sangha. Everything he was saying, I was taking to my heart, and it was just inspiring me and building me up. So God got me to the point of receiving. When I went to leave, then I asked that very important question, obviously, which God worked in my heart. What do you do to get these guys really moving like they're moving? And on a continual basis for all these years. And they had to learn these things. God was navigating through these things and teaching them. And he said, okay, so, you know, Sangate is manner. Okay, so, like, the first thing we do... We get people to speak in tongues. Like, as soon as they're born again, speak in tongues right away. Get them speaking in tongues. And then get them to speak by the Spirit. God will give them perfect words from the off. From the off. Get them whatever God puts in your heart. You open your mouth and God will fill it. And so I I took that on board. And then he said, and get them to honor God with their substance. Now, this is not just for their prosperity. This is connected to a move in the world. And when you go and look at it all, actually, you'll see that the honouring God is connected to great outreach as well. If you ask God to show you, he'll show you. And he'll make it very plain to you. Because God makes the things plain. He doesn't make it difficult. Our teachings and understanding and how we presented in things in the past have made it like a little bit traditional. And it's made it more complicated than what it really is. Because God makes things very plain. He makes it plain. Look, you know, there's no arguing with this. this is when God speaks it, there's no arguing with it. This is how it is. If you do this, you're going to get the blessing. And the great thing is God's given you free will choice. We're not a religion. We're not a cult, right? So we present the truth, and it's totally up to you what you do. I'm going to do it because I know the benefits, and I'm receiving the benefits, and I'm getting very blessed in every area that I'm practicing in the areas that I've been encouraged and so I don't have to try and convince myself to get you to do it. Like, I'm just sharing with you, look, if you do these things. So when he showed, showed me that, I realized not only did God get me ready to receive, but by the time I left, I was ready to do. So this is why it's so important to have that humble heart. You know, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. You know, sometimes we might wrestle in our minds something that's being said because we've been taught different. But just because what you was taught doesn't mean to say it's right. And this is why God's given us that Holy Spirit. So we can discern and we can navigate between truth and error. And so God really wants us to benefit. When we just get this in our mind, God wants you to be blessed. God wants you to be strong. God wants you to be prosperous. God wants you to rise up mightily. And he can do it in very quick time. He can do it very quick time. You know, Jack, bless me, how God's worked with Jack in a very quick time. And he's speaking in tongues and he's got a humble heart and, you know, he's got faith there and he's, and God's working with him, building him up, showing him just how great God is for him. And God's a personal God to us. And then, you know, these connections, these connections are just so important. You know, people start walking, they get in blessed and then they get stronger. I don't need to connect. I even think to myself, well, why do I need to connect? But then I think, oh, it's a benefit to me. Because God gives everything for a benefit. Speaking in tongues is for a benefit. It's for our benefit. Honoring God is for our benefit. 
Letting God speak by our mouth is for everyone's benefit. Connecting is also a great benefit. It's not that the minister's over you, knows more than you. It's just the order that God set up for you to prosper and be blessed. In Second Chronicles 20, 20, you know, it says that believe God, so shall you be established. Like we're all established because we believe God. We've got Christ in us, the hope of glory. As Christ is, so are we in this world. All right, but it says believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. We are the point of contact in this earth, not only for our function in the body of Christ, but for the world, for the witness of the world. So when people believe us, they're prospering. If someone is sick and needing the healing and they believe the words we speak, they're prospering in their body, right? They're getting the health and they're getting the healing, they're getting the deliverance. If someone is devil spirit possessed, right, they got you know, the devil spirit is just taking over their life, rack and ruining their mental health. Mental health, a lot has to do with spirits, right? Because people don't know another way. And it's and it's sad to see that they just put it down, oh, it's just mental health. But it can be affected through words. Satan moves through words. God moves through words. Everything is conditioned by the words. So when someone gets deliverance, in the mind, in the heart. That's the biggest deliverance anyone can have. They're prospering through us. God's given us what to say, but it's by us. It's through us. Just like when Christ came, when he spoke, when people believed they received stretch full fine hand. He had the energy to do it. He just had that little bit of movement in his arm and bang, he stretched forth his hand. It was withered and he got the healing. The authority of the word energized by God in Christ when he released it and the faith was met with it, bang, answers. So when our faith meets with the words, then great answers, great results, great deliverance. So the prophet is there. So when the prophet of God, now the prophet of God had the spirit of God upon them. In that time, God would put his spirit upon someone's kings, prophets, certain individuals that he wanted to work in. Kathy pointed out the other week how he worked in Balaam. <laughs> you know, he was a sorcerer type. But God was able to use him, right, for God's purposes. So he can do anything he wants. Nothing's impossible with God. We put him in a box, but you can't put God in a box. He'll do what he wants, and he'll do it in 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 the realms of what he's set up. And that's very big, right? So the point is, God will use his point of contact in the earth. And, for example, Becky was witnessing to that girl today. And she was the point of contact in that earth to deliver the message God wanted her to speak to that person. And um, so if those words are met with faith, then the deliverance can come, the directions can come, light can come, faith comes through those words. And when we look in Ezra 6.14, when it says that, you know, that when they was building the temple, they prospered through the prophesying of Haggai the prophet and Zachariah the son of Udu. And so this prophesying is the only Hebrew word in the whole of the Old Testament where it's in translated inspired teachings. So what are we doing when we speak by the Spirit? It's inspired teaching, inspiring encouragement, given direction, uh, doctrine, right doctrine, reproof, correction for instruction in righteousness. Whenever God's voice is heard, it's going to hit you in one of those ways to build you up. And when God reproves, it's not like, oh, you're off the word. You know, we we can treat each other like that. Oh, that Lawrence, he's saying all the wrong things. Oh, my God. Like, you know. But the point is, when God ever reproved anything, he was very loving. What he would do is say, listen, 
uh, Haggai, in the book of Haggai. You know, you're building your little godly houses, and you're taking care of yourself, you're trying to make all your life Christian cozy, but when you earn money, you put it into bag with holes, right? He said, and you've gotten the food that you got doesn't satisfy you, the clothes that you've got on doesn't keep you warm. And he says, why? God was asking them why. He was asking them to consider why. Consider what you're doing. And he said, and I tell you why. He said, I, I blew upon them. What, God, our loving God blew upon their prosperity? Yeah, God blew upon it. Why? Because he wasn't first. He said, my, t- my house lies waste. God takes this very seriously. He wants to be first. He really does. So I was blessed when Becky mentioned God is our first port of contact on everything. We go to him first. Then God will direct you by his spirit what to do. So God was then telling them what where they went wrong. But then he said, now go and fetch wood and build me my house, and I'll take delight in it. So God was blessed when the people listened to him. He pointed out their error, and then he told them what to do. If they were humble and done it, then they got the deliverance. They got all the wonderful blessings that they so desired because God was first in those things. When we look at Malachi chapter 3, he said, you guys have ripped me off. And I'm, this is Lawrence's translation now. You guys have robbed me. You've ripped me off. Well, where have we ripped you off? You know, in tithes and offerings. So he pointed out the error. God is so loving and kind. He wasn't beating them up. He wasn't, you know, pushing them in the ground. He said, listen, you, you've robbed me and you've done it in tithes and offerings. So this is what you do. And he gave them the instructions of what to do. So he gave them a way out and so that they could change the situation around. So when they done what God instructs them to do, you can read it, Malachi chapter 3, verses 10 and downwards, then they could prosper. He said, like, prove me now herewith if I will not pour you out a blessing, that there's not enough room to receive it. And he said, no, I'll protect your grounds. I'll call everything to flourish and grow beautifully. Now, when we look at the finances, and he's talking about physical fields in their day and time, we're praying for our spiritual fields. So when we do this practice, it is connected to the outreach and growth. And God won't let anything happen to your field, your spiritual field, when you've got him first in that area. This is very important in your heart and mind that you can do it very happily, not stingily, not grudgingly, not worriedly. I'm doing this because my God will supply all my needs. I haven't got a clue how he's going to do it, but I'm going to do it. You know, God's very smart how we set the honouring God up, right? Very, very smart. Because it's a heart issue. Money can be a heart issue. And if you're attached to your money, then you, you can see whether that money is your God or whether God's your God. It's very, very simple. And then he goes on in that record in Malachi, and he says, your words are being stout against me. Your words have been stout. What do you mean? Will you say, no, is it good, you know, that we do everything that God tells us? Because the unbelievers, they're prospering more than us. You know, they do things wrong and they, they're living an easy life. We might as well be unbelievers. That's talking against God. I've known believers to say this. Oh, well, we, you know, we've taken this class called power for abundant living. Where's my abundance? I haven't seen nothing. I'm poor as anything. And the only reason why they were is because they weren't practicing. And the whole thing about all of what we're doing, God has given instructions of what to do 
which will benefit you. He's given you a total free will choice to do it. I can't make you do it. God can't make you do it. But he says, here's life and here's death. And then he gives you the answer. He says, choose life. If you do it this way, you're going to live. And not only are you going to just live, you're not just going to survive. You're not just going to get by because I'm not a get by God. I'm a God of abundance. I'll take care of everything for you. Because, see, the truth is your job is not your source of supply. Right? Your family is not the source of your comfort. God is the source of all your supply. So it is very evident if we keep him first and priority, then we're going to have a great life. Right? And then there might be people that are not on the same understanding in your vicinity. So what do we do? We encourage, look, I'm doing this because if I keep my God first, because I love my God with all my heart, soul, mind and strength, so he is first. And I'm practicing to do this. You are going to benefit. You're going to benefit. And you'll be very wise to follow the lead. You'll be very wise to follow this practice. But it's up to you. It's totally up to you. Connections is for your benefit. If you want to use it, I think you can ask anyone on here that connects how it's benefited them. You can ask anyone here that has honoured God here, has it they have they prospered? And you can ask anyone on here, are they benefiting through the connections, through what we're sharing on here? It's not me. I'm not. I haven't prepared anything. I just let God give me the words in that time. But God wants you all to prosper in your heart and your mind first. And you prosper through the heavenly words and encouragement that God is speaking now. As you execute those practices of what's being spoken, then you manifest those spiritual blessings on the outside. And you know it's supernatural. You know there was no way that you could get this blessing here. How did that happen? It's the favor of God. Because he's a faith God. He needs your cooperation. He says, look, I really want to bless you. That dream house you want, those labors you want, these many fields you want, I've got to be first. Well, you've got to pay a price. What's the price? Keeping God first. And it's a lovely price to pay. In the world, people have sacrificed so much time and energy, their families, just to get a good living and enjoy life, but then they die, right? And they haven't got eternal life if they're not born again, but they've worked their second, they work their fingers to the bone and they haven't really enjoyed it. They've got what they want, but they're not satisfied. See, true satisfaction is within the heart. And true satisfaction is knowing your maker and knowing your God and knowing that you are right with him, number one. Because when you're right with him, you've got that peace in your heart. You cannot buy the peace of God. You cannot buy the joy of God. You cannot buy anything from God. He's given everything freely. The only price is what Christ paid. And all our prices is to believe that. And then... If we're serious, we want to make an impact in the world. We want to be that witness for God. He's put dreams and desires on everyone's heart on it. This is why you're on it. Because you want to move for God. You do. I know you do. And then maybe some doctrines we've learned in the past have been wonderful sharing, but they may not be just the thing that is what God's saying. It may not what's going to activate you to move. But I'm telling you now, if you are humble and you receive what you're being encouraged here, you will move. You will see your life in Prove you will see things start to happen. You will understand it's not you doing it. I understand everything God's blessed me with over these few, few years now is God. It is definitely not me, and I'm just in awe. 
I'm like, wow, God, like, you know, you've really done these things. And I acknowledge God in it. I'm like, God, you've done these things. You brought the people. You've opened the doors. Like, go, Fred's on here now, Fred Davenport. You know, God was working in his heart and Ethel's heart to get us to come to USA. And then, then, then it was presented, would you like to come? I didn't do anything in that. I just had a desire to God. My life is for God, guys. Like, you know, you're going to, I just speak what God puts in my heart. You have to figure it out with God, whether you believe what I'm saying is from God or not. You got the scriptures, you got the Holy Spirit, you can discern truth from error. And, um, but we're going to stick to one man's teachings, then you're going to be limited. God wants you to go to him. He will give you the spiritual wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. He's working in you. Believe he's working in you. He really is. And man, we gotta just make a stand. We gotta make our personal stand with God that Father, I will speak thy word. I'm gonna to come to you and I will do and go where you want me to go. If you've got a car sat outside, can you direct that car when it's not turned on? When it's stationary, you cannot direct that car until that car is moving. Once that car starts moving, then you can put it in the direction you want. When we start moving with God, he can start navigating us, taking in the direction that we want. Jack's got his driving test tomorrow, which he's going to pass. I'm really praying for this. And, uh, like, so I want everyone on here in your personal time after this fellowship, take 10 minutes. We'll pray for Jack that, that he gets a good instructor and that he passes it. And so this is our prayer to God. And, um, you know, so, like, we expect the best. Even if we don't get it, we still expect the best. We don't stop. Because I tell you what, you know, you're only a failure if you give up. So I failed so many times to get to where I am today. But I carried on moving. I've taken a lot of flack. I've taken a lot of backbiting behind my back. People telling me I'm doing it with the wrong motive or for money or for this or for that. But you know what? It did get me at first until I went to God and he said, keep moving, my son. I know your heart. And then I'm going to show your heart. I'm going to make you the head and not the tail. You don't give up. And I'm saying to everyone on here, don't give up because I'm not better than you. I'm definitely not. I just got to function in the way that I function as God's designed me to do that. And I'm saying, look, all of us can be moving really red hot. And we're, we're not in competition with one another. We really are not in competition with another. We should be serving one another, lifting one another up. Helping one another out the poo-poo, if we get in the poo-poo, right? We should be cleaning the messes up. We should be there backing one another up, helping, loving, serving. You know, have the heart of the master, because you've got the heart of the master. Let it be activated in you. Right now, as I speak, Father, just activate that Christ in people to see with the eyes of Christ, to move with your wonderful heart, because God loves you so much. He really does. And as you, as I've got older in this, and as I've matured and as God opened my eyes, the compassion in my heart is just growing and growing and growing because I'm not seeing through my eyes anymore. I'm seeing through the eyes of Christ. And, you know, God sees you victorious. And he's trying to give you the words. He's delivering the words to you so you can see yourself how he sees you. It's also written in the scripture that he wants you to not just have a knowledge of that. He wants you to experience his love, his power, his kindness. His compassion, his love for the world, his love for individuals. And when you've got that man, you're going to melt hearts. You've got to sometimes get your hands dirty with people. You've got to get in the mix and the mire, you know. And I was talking to Kim yesterday. Brenda McCann, 
who was my minister, great man, rough as they come, right? <laughs> rough as they come. But you know what? That man helped me and Kim. We were 20 years old. We was rough and everything, you know. And when we done this class, it was over two weeks and we had to be on every session. And every session we were, we're not coming. We've had an argument. We're not going to come. He would get in his car, come down, get in the car. And he would make us go. And I'm so thankful he did. And he fought for us. And sometimes we have to fight for one another. Like, you know, yeah, God's working in that, but he's using us too. If we just stay away from people, they're going to go cold. But as God is energizing to help someone, go and do it. Don't let some something else stop you from doing that. So if he didn't do that, we probably wouldn't have finished those things. We would have probably been in a different direction. I might have been sat in some synagogue going, hello, but thank God he's got me where I am because someone did fight for me. Someone didn't give up for me. And I remember one saying, and it's from a man of God, and he says, you know, if you want people's strong points, you've got to, if you want their long suits, you've got to put up with some of their shortcomings because you're working with people. You're working with people. He's, God's perfecting those things concerning us. What God begun in you, he's going to finish. He loves you so much. He loves you. So, he loves me so much. And I've got many mistakes. <laughs> you know, he's not looking at that. He's not looking at that. He's looking at, come on, let's get this full potential flowing. Believe me, Laura. Believe me. Just listen to me. Just do this. Please do this. If you do this, you're going to benefit greatly and the people around you are going to benefit greatly. So now I realize it's not about me because when I started, it was all about me. It was all about Lawrence. But now it's about other, it's about God first and it's about other people. How can I help? How can I serve God? How can I get your people to rise up? Help me to be patient. You know, I get people that come to me that sometimes they're, um, they might have a pissy head or something like that. Whoever it is, there's many people that do that at times and I get a little bit of uh, backlash. I can take that personally, but I've learned for a wonderful man called Sangit Baines, who doesn't let those things bother him, and I've watched and I've observed him with different things like that, especially with myself, and, and I've taken that good attribute on with the Christ in me. So it's not me, it's Christ in me. It's the God in Christ in me coming through and over above my responses as Lawrence. As Lawrence's responses, I could be very pissy head back, you know, type of thing. But it's not that way now, it's love. It's the love that energizes the faith. And God's love is shed abroad in your heart, especially when you're speaking in tongues, when you're walking by the Spirit, when your heart is to really serve. And it doesn't matter if people rebuff you, walk away from you, because God will always make you the head and not the tail. So anyway, I could go on. There's so much I want to say. Honestly, there really is, but I know there's other people that need to share. But really, receive the, receive these words to your heart. And there'll be certain things that maybe I've said and other people said before me that just hit your heart. Just focus on those little things. It's not the whole message. It's a particular message that's coming to you and hitting your heart. Everyone shared really wonderfully. And I'm sure that from each person sharing, there's one or two or maybe three things that hit your heart. And God says, okay, this is what I want you to do. It may be different for you and me. It may be another angle for me. It may have hit you in a different way. It might be something completely different than what was spoken. But I think just mentioning this, that when, if we come ready to receive, and then there might just be a certain few things from all the sharing. There might just be a whole sentence in the whole of the night that you've picked up that's going to revolutionize a part of your walk. You know, because, you know, we're being renewed in different areas of our walk. 
you know, the love, the patience, the finances, the connecting, all these things. God is building our faith and working with our faith. But you are all wonderful. And I'm so thankful that God's got me to this point. And it really is his mercy and grace and love for all of us, really. You know, we've got to recognize God of his great. He's he's, he's just so amazing. He's an amazing, amazing God. You know, and Jesus Christ showed that in his life and his walk and in how we work with people. And, um, and, and we are as he is. So we can do the same. Listen, let's take advantage of this. We can walk like our Lord and Savior walked. And we got great authority. This is what God does. In fact, we're glorifying God when we walk like him. And then when we're speaking in tongues, we're worshiping God and in spirit and truth. That's, that's the greatest benefit for me that I'm actually worshiping the greatest of the heaven and the earth. So that's what I wanted to share.